something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's Wedding Confessionals. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love more than weddings is talking about weddings. Oh my gosh, I love talking about weddings. Every day. Every day of my life. Um, so today we have a new guest we do. in the studio. Yeah. She had a very long commute. That's a joke because she <laughs> is literally my neighbor. Yes. She walked across the street and knocked on the door. <laughs> this is uh, so today we have uh, my neighbor, Nancy. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, welcome. So when I moved into my house a few years ago, I'm sorry, Ruth would like to know this story. Hi, Ruth. There we go. All right, now Ruth's in the room. Um, uh, I think that you had recently gotten married, but I missed all of the the wedding stuff. But I won't. I want to go back in time, so I want to hear all about your wedding because I've only seen pictures that you showed me. But I wasn't around when you were planning your wedding. Yes. But I know you. I know your husband, and I want to learn all about how you guys met because that sounds awesome. Um, but let's go all the way back in time. Oh, should I tell everybody how wedding confessionals work? Yeah, let's okay. do that. Well, the way wedding confessionals works is that we have listeners who submit their confessionals to us. They're anonymous. Sometimes yep. they're rants. Questions. They're questions. Yeah. Sometimes they're just fun stories. Yeah. And we read a couple of them and we chat about them. We answer questions. We help them out. Yes. We have a guest on and we have them help us as well. But we want to know sort of your insight with weddings before we give them the chance to answer yes. questions. Mm -hmm. So Nancy... We're going to find out all about your world of weddings from your life. Um, if we go all the way back to the beginning, do you remember how old you were when you went to your first wedding? I was 11 when I went to my first wedding. Okay. Were you in it? Do you remember? No, I was not in it. A matter of fact, I was only allowed to stay for the wedding and was whisked away not to be at the reception. Oh, uh -huh. adults only reception. Was it adults a family it family was, wedding? It was a family wedding. Yeah, yeah. And um, I actually have never let that cousin forget that she <laughs> made me leave. Yeah. <laughs> wow, made an impression. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you go to a lot of weddings as a kid after you turned eleven? Or no, I think I started going to a lot of weddings in my twenties. That's when. Most everybody starts getting married, and um, I have a big extended family, and there were a lot of weddings, and I was in many weddings of friends and family, and then, of course, people got unmarried, and they started getting married again, and <laughs> I still wasn't participating yeah. uh, in getting married myself. So uh, Yeah. So how many weddings do you think that you've been to? Uh, I would say at least 20. Okay. Mm -hmm. At okay. least 20. Um, I, there's no natural way for me to segue into this, but when mm -hmm. we were chatting about you coming on, you mentioned that you went to a very interesting wedding. Was it in the late sixties? Do you remember we were having yes. this chat? Yes, I Can do. Can you just do you <laughs> mind just retelling that story? Cause I was like, people need to hear this. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. My, um, I had a college friend, really nice guy, and he was getting married, very excited, and said, you have to come, you have to come. And I was, you know, I was sort of at that point, I didn't have a boyfriend, and I really didn't want to go. And he said, oh, you have to. So, so I went. 
It was at the Beverly Hilton Hotel. Mm-hmm. And um, my parents drove me there because I wasn't yet driving the freeways. And they went downstairs and had a lovely dinner while I was upstairs in the wedding. The wedding had at least 300 people but before you went in the wedding there was a lot of food and people were eating and drinking before the wedding and lots of gaiety and it was just very uncomfortable because I didn't know anybody so I went into the where the wedding was being held and there was a couple sitting next to me um, who had never been to a Jewish wedding and they were telling me how excited they were about being at this wedding Well, I looked at the ceiling, and there were at least, I I can't even tell you how many. The whole ceiling was covered with rose um, decorations and rose flowers. And for anybody who has an allergy, it was just a killer. Right. um, I'm sure. So it was all real plant life, just hanging. Yes, yes. And then... um, they kept asking me, gosh, is this how all Jewish weddings are? And I said, truly, I've never seen this before. <laughs> um, so the wedding started, and um, the bridesmaids started down the aisle, and one of them, her dress was so tight, she never made it. She only got about a quarter of the way, and she had to stop because she could no longer walk. It was just the, oh. the skirt was too narrow. The whole dress was too tight. She just couldn't make it. Oh, so my she gosh. Just sat she stopped? In a, an, uh, just sat, like, with the people. Yeah. No. <laughs> she had to because she just couldn't do anything. Were they, <laughs> well, were they like, mermaid dresses? Like, just, you know, real, the skirt was very narrow, a very straight skirt. Okay. <laughs> so oh um, the groom walks in, and he's very excited, et cetera, et cetera, with his parents. And then it's time for the bride. And she came up on a platform from underneath the floor. No, she didn't. <laughs> and, yeah. And first, though. Like a pop star. Yeah. This first, is Britney amazing. Spears. <laughs> so, so first there Why was. Why didn't I think of this? <laughs> so first there was like a lot of dry ice. So it looked like yes! she was, you know, ethereal. <laughs> and she comes up from the floor and. Unfortunately, she wore contact lenses, and all the dry ice dried her eyes out. So she was squinting and kind of looking around like she knew where she was. And of course, the couple next to me said, "Is this the way all Jewish weddings are?" <laughs> and and I said, "Of course, I I have never seen this before, truly." And I was thinking, I hope I never see this again. So. So her parents um, have to act like guide dogs to get her up to the, you know, where where this actual ceremony is. <laughs> where her groom is. Where her groom is. Oh, no. And on the stage um, were two really elaborate candelabras with candles lit. Mm-hmm. The photographer, I, I know you both have been at weddings where the photographer runs the show. Well, this was similar. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the um, photographer backed into one of the candelabras. It fell over and started a small bonfire (gasps) on the stage. (laughs) And so, of course, you know what that couple asked. Again? (laughs) 
And um, so then uh, the Could main... Could you imagine, though, if this is how all Jewish weddings really were? were yeah. <laughs> it would be kind of exciting in a way. But So then the maintenance people from the hotel had to run in, put out the fire. Oh, my and, gosh. You know, and everybody is just, like, gasping, you know. So finally... And then she really couldn't see with the dries and right. then smoke. smoke. Oh, oh, my it was, gosh. It was just, you know, I... I was thinking to myself the whole time, I really didn't want to come to this, but this is a little bit entertaining. Like, where's the popcorn? You, you know, <laughs> you know, this isn't something you'd see every day. So um, the wedding kind of finishes. Mm-hmm. Everybody makes it out, and they they get out to the reception, and it's like, you know, a 40-piece band, and, and both of their fathers were in the meatpacking business, so there was, like, every possible meat thing you could think of. <laughs> and... Um, I left because, like, after that ceremony, that was enough for me. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I want to know what happened at the reception. The wedding was so good. I love the idea of just, like, coming up from the ground. That's amazing. As if it was, like, a Super Bowl halftime show. Yes. Beyonce (laughs) is coming up. Totally. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, God. They think we do it too much now. That was in the 60s. Yeah. I know. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It was, like, the beginning of disco. Like, that's it kind of feels like to yeah me. yes yes <laughs> um so i definitely want to now get into your wedding yes um so um how so your your husband's name is bob right also i think the listeners need to know that ruthie's number one fan is bob bob <laughs> is obsessed with ruth so I worry one day if Ruth is missing, I know where she is. Across the street. Yeah, she's with Bob. Yes. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry. I mean, that is where she would be. Yeah. She, on her own, when we go on dog walks, we'll try to walk towards their house. Like, tries to, yeah, like she loves Bob. <laughs> um, but so you, how did you meet Bob? Well, I'm sure he would tell you this, so I need to tell you it myself. Oh, yeah. He's coming on at some point. And he already yeah. told me that you guys do not see eye to eye on a lot of these issues. So I'm already oh. entertained. Yeah. Yes. So okay. you just tell your side. Well, I met Bob probably 20 years ago, but have no memory of ever meeting him, which um, <laughs> he's, of course, thrilled beyond words. <laughs> to hear that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, that that I don't remember that. That it wasn't love at first sight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he he was a consultant at a company I was working at. They had a consultant a month, and you know he he was there a few times that people tell me, but you know I was busy, so I I I really didn't remember him. And then in 2010, my I was visiting Seattle, which is where Bob lived. And my ex-boss had a party, and she said, I'm going to invite this one and that one, and I'm going to invite Bob. And I said, well, I don't know him. And then she spent 20 minutes explaining to me, kind of mad, you do know him, you do know him, you do know him. And I was like, look, I don't know him. So, (laughs) So the party happened. And he came, and then I knew it was him because I knew everybody else. So it, this had to be him because right. everybody else was familiar to me. So um, this is not, for him, the thrilling part of the story. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So you basically are reintroduced to him at this party. Right. And right. immediately was like, ooh, I kind of like Bob. Yes, I did really <laughs> like him. And he um, really liked me, and, and we... we um, talked a lot and I of course was talking to all the other people because I hadn't seen them and we we decided that maybe we would stay in touch and then that was it for a bit 
Well, you were living in California. Yes. Where was he at this point? He was living in Seattle. Okay. So it wasn't exactly like we could go to the movies the next weekend. Sure, yeah. So over time, um, we were invited uh, by this by my ex-boss and her significant other for a weekend in San Diego, and we both went, and Bob flew to California, and then we drove to San Diego together, and we talked all the way. Um, when you meet him, you'll see this is not a hard thing to do. And uh, <laughs> right. um, we had a, a really nice time uh, there, and they fought, so we took a lot of walks. And... <laughs> <laughs> And we we That's really so awkward. It was yeah. awkward, and um, <laughs> the the most um, kind of stunning thing we remember is we went to the hotel Dell just to walk around and take mm-hmm. a look at it, and he was busy buying uh, souvenirs for his grandchildren, and he went to pay, and the. Um, Cashier said, oh, Mr. and Mrs. It's so nice you're buying all of this. Well, we were nowhere close to being Mr. and Mrs. anything. Right. And uh, I guess she was prophetic in her um, in her comments. Yes. So we remember that. And uh, <laughs> then uh, he went home, and we started what you would call a really old-fashioned courtship. He would write me notes, and um, which I kept, and send cards and... Then he started emailing me, and then he started um, uh, texting me, which caused me to have to go and buy more text space on my phone. And, <laughs> um, You're like, what is this? This is too much. I, you know, I, yeah. So quit texting me. What, yeah. te- whenever you begin <laughs> texting, when texting comes into your life, yeah. it is so foreign and weird. Right? Do you remember when texting first started? I didn't do it at, at first. Did you immediately dive in? Pam's yeah. making a weird face. Yeah. It took me a while. I remember every time a text would come up on my phone, I thought it was going to cost me like 50 cents. I was convinced. Oh, yes. I didn't know enough about the billing or anything. So I would just never answer them and just call people like a very <laughs> long time. But now it's like I never call anyone. Everything's a te- we Every- text all the time. Nancy yeah, we and do. I do. <laughs> uh, and and in those years, um, when texting was kind of just more or less starting, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, people used abbreviations and all that. Well, Bob didn't. You know, he he used it like a letter. He wrote the whole thing, and before you know it, I was out of texting space, so I had to <laughs> go and uh, do something about that. And then we started calling every Sunday, and we started to live for every Sunday because we knew on Sunday we would be talking for that one hour uh, with each other. And then things kind of progressed from there. Oh wow! Yeah. So how did you did he propose to you via in person, or um, or did you guys just decide let's get married? Was it a convo? How did that work? Well, it was uh, sort of an interesting time in our lives. He had been divorced for a long time. Um, I had my mother living with me who was deeply in dementia. And we had a lot of caregivers in and out. And mm-hmm. he had started talking. When you have a long-distance relationship and you're talking on the phone, you really start to really talk to each other, because that's all you've got. Yes. And um, he started talking about, you know, do you think you'd ever get married again? And I um, really made a very passionate argument about why I thought it was not a good thing. 
uh, because I had my mother and the caregivers, and it was very chaotic at the house. And and to try and move anywhere with her and all of that yeah. paraphernalia uh, would be really hard. And um, he listened very, very intently. And then he said, you know, if we got married, I would be coming to help you, not to make it more difficult. Well, it's kind of hard not to love somebody who yeah. says that to yeah. you. Yeah, yes. Aww. So he, he kind of, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit. And I said, you know, um, you have to do this in person. I'm, I'm not going to take a propo- a telephone proposal, <laughs> you know. That's right. Via, via text. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking any telephone proposal. So um, I went there for his birthday and um, we went to Salish Lodge and we had a really nice dinner and he said, um, let's go out by the falls. And I said, I don't know, it's kind of cold out there and you know, <laughs> I can see the water fine. You know, we had a really nice table and all that. And Nancy, he, you know you're going up there to get proposed to. And he Why says, are you making this difficult for this nice man? <laughs> it's kind of cold outside. I can see the I can see the falls just fine. And he is like, "We're going outside." And I said, "Okay, we're going outside." So, <laughs> so, so we we get to the falls. Um, he asked me, and then later he said, "I would have gone on my knee, but then." You know, it would be so hard to get me up again because of the arthritis, and it would be a whole big, it would be a whole big, you know, thing. And I said, you know, it's fine. And um, it was a really lovely moment for both of us. And then we we went back into the lodge, and uh, he showed me the ring that he had picked out, and he was very proud of himself, and um, and I was very very happy, and. Um, then we went out on the town for a bit and uh, went home, and it was just a really nice night for both of us. That's so Aww. nice. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So you're in Seattle, yes. newly engaged, yes. and then you go back to L.A., right? Well, there's sort of a another part of the story was okay. the next morning I call my mother, and I said, um, Mom, um, Bob and I got engaged and she said okay that's nice and she hung up <laughs> and then she she called my aunts and she told them that my sister was getting married so we kind Aww. of laugh about that and as, <laughs> as, as time went on it was like she was getting married and all of that yeah, yeah. I called my I called all my nieces and nephews and my sisters but uh, the best response was my uh, niece the mother of the eight-year-old, yeah. who at the time was three. And I called and I said, um, Bob and I are getting married, and she loves Bob, and she, she started screaming. And, and Lexi, <laughs> Lexi, who's three, came running, and she goes, Mommy, what's the matter? And she goes, uh, Aunt Nana's getting married. Do you know who she's marrying? And she goes, Bob, of course. Like, <laughs> who else would it be? Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> uh, that's so cute. Yeah. So then I came back to LA and um, we started talking. Well, the moment you tell people you're getting married, you know, like in the next minute, they think you know when, where, uh, sure. all of the, yep. you know, 
you know, like <laughs> as if like the romantic <laughs> moment after you get proposed to, you're like, let's talk logistics. Pull yeah. your calendar out and <laughs> yeah. let's pick a date, yeah. a date right, right now. Right now, yeah. yeah. I'll text you a date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is so. Um, I came back and we really started to think about things because Bob had to move to California. Mm -hmm. Uh, He knew that it wasn't possible for me and he was living in an apartment and he didn't have to sell a house and all of that. And he was pretty much a minimalist anyway. So uh, we started talking about dates and um, the way we came upon our date was uh, the grandchildren have to have extra days for snow days in Seattle. Oh, yeah. So we had to plan that if we got married in June, that the snow dates would pass by and it would be far enough out that they could still come. That's funny. So we did that. And I um, had always, always said, if I got married, and that was a pretty big if, because I had been ambivalent about it for many years. Um, I would never get married in June. I would not get married outside. And um, I would not uh, wear a wedding dress. And it turns out I'm a big fat liar because uh, (laughs) 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 that's exactly what happened. So (laughs) we uh, started thinking about where we would get married. And when I flew uh, back to L.A., I had to go immediately to a work meeting from the airport to the work meeting. And I told my boss, Bob, and I got engaged. And he said, um, Carol, that's his wife, and I would like you to get married at our house, which was a lovely thing. Yeah. Um, but then as things go, also, I was never planning for a very big wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to like 206 people, and his house could only accommodate like 100 people. Mm-hmm. So he said, well, how about, why don't you get married here at work? It's, you know, it's a very nice um, park-like setting, which it is. And it's very beautiful, and we have people here who can do everything. And uh, so get married here at work, which, you know, many people don't get married at work. But (laughs) (laughs) we did. And uh, we did have 206 people. Bob's original thought was we would get married in Seattle and have people there Mm -hmm. and then get married in in, uh, Los Angeles and have people here. And it was like, are you kidding me? I mean, It's so hard to plan one wedding, let alone two. That's a good point. And do you know how much things cost? Turns out he had no clue how much anything (laughs) cost. Um, So we ended up having one wedding, and that worked out fine, and his family came. And um, it was just, uh, for us, the most magical day. We got married... um, on the shuffleboard court, which didn't seem weird to us because our friends had gotten married on a volleyball court. <laughs> I like this. Sounds and, fun. And there was a huge, huge trees where where the um, ceremony part was and uh, wisteria trees. So every so often Aww. the wisteria would fall on the guests and That's they loved pretty. it. They, they, they thought we did that on purpose, which we, of course, did not. You say yes, though. Yes, <laughs> yes. But it, it was um, getting married at work has some real advantages because uh, people know you and love you in ways that you never knew. Um, 
before we got married, uh, an employee died, and the engineering staff was in grief because he was one of the engineers. Mm -hmm. And so what they did was pour that grief into building us the biggest hoopah you have ever seen in your life. We said if we could close in the size, we could have a house because, <laughs> you know, um, the engineer who built it, who was the main builder of it, came to me and um, he is really like a cowboy in real life. And he said, Nancy, I'm going to build you a hoopah. And I said, <laughs> well, gee, that's great. He said, yeah. I had my wife look it up on the internet because I didn't know what a hoopah was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know what it is now, and I'm going to build you one. And he did build me a big one. Well, Aww. then the gardeners were like, hey, you know, we want to do something too. So they rented like 55-gallon um, ro roses in a five-gallon can, 50 of them so that they would be all around and they had landscaped where re-landscaped where we were having the wedding and the reception Aww. and and then the food people said well gosh you know if they're doing all that we want to do this and so um that sort of went a little bit to the expense side but it was well <laughs> it was well worth it and it was just a lovely lovely day with um people feeling really happy for us and it was beyond just a party and a wedding. You you could really feel that people were just thrilled that this um, had happened. And we had people from everywhere come in. My babyhood friend, my best friend from high school, my best friend from college. Everybody, of course, scatters to the wind as sure. years go by. And uh, my mom was alive yet, so we were really happy that that happened. And Bob's family came, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful uh, day for us. We did not have bridesmaids and all of that because mm -hmm. it just seemed silly to us. And um, Lexi, my great-niece, was the flower girl. And recently she had to make a um, board of the most important things that had happened in her life at age eight, mm -hmm. and <laughs> right. um, one of them was that she got to be a flower girl at the wedding, and she Aww. put a picture and all that. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, and um, we had our families walk in together, but somebody from Bob's family escorted somebody from my family in to kind of show we were wanting to integrate the families and, and make like it that. one. So um, it was a great time. Um, we had told Brooke before that uh, we had warned the chef that this was not a drinking group. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, Nancy, everybody says that. And I said, oh, I'm telling you, they're going to eat, but they're not going to drink. And so for 206 people, the, the bar bill was $800. That's super low. Yeah, that's like nothing. Yes. <laughs> But they ate 12 prime rib rows, all the fish. Yeah, they every, did. All the food. We almost didn't get a piece of wedding cake because even they ate the wedding cake, which is rare. Yes, it what is. the wedding cake? They do. The, yeah. The people who were at this party did. So um, we had lots of dancing and eating, not a lot of drinking, a lot of um, people being thrilled to see each other. So 
Uh, it was. Uh, it sounds magical. It it was really wonderful. Um, the one other thing I wanted to tell you is that they took me around the grounds, and there's it's a senior community there. Mm-hmm. And they decorated a golf cart for me to sit in as they drove me around to get <laughs> to get to the place where we were walking in. That's yes, amazing. I love that. But the the part that was so touching was all the residents that could were outside waving to me as Aww. I rode by. And you were like Meghan Markle. Yes, and and uh, and a small yes. a smaller version and throwing kisses and congratulations. Oh, what a fun day too, like a festive day. It was big for them yeah, too. The yeah. And we had said that if any of them wandered down into the wedding just to feed them or give them cake or whatever. And yeah. they didn't, but but they did um make their own parade so that we could see them and they could see us. That's, That's so, so nice. Cute. Yeah. That is yeah. so cute. Yeah, it was it was really very touching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love this story. I love this story. Yes. Um, I wanted to talk a bit about the wedding planning just because people listening are wedding planning yes. currently for the most part and yes. kind of see what sort of tips or insight you had. So for the invite list, you said you mm-hmm. had over 200. Right. Did you know from the get-go you were having a big wedding or when did that start to happen? Well, I had it in my mind that friends throughout the years had always included me they never made me feel like the third wheel or the fifth wheel or whatever wheel and so I knew that we would have a lot of friends but I wasn't really thinking it was going to be 200 people and um, we had a lot of family and it just kind of happened like these things do we were we were really lucky that the facility could accommodate that, but we kept getting a bigger cake, and um, <laughs> uh, and we uh, kept getting called by Macy's saying, "There's nothing on your registry. You need to come in and register for more things." Oh, oh my goodness! <clears throat> yes, and they by the way they were quite wonderful, and they kept encouraging us, you know, like. Probably some people could afford more than six ninety nine. So you know, choose something a little bit more expensive than what you're choosing. <laughs> yeah. We were we were kind of embarrassed to be even doing a registry at this age and stage of our lives. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But if people want to buy you a gift, and they did, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and Bob wrote all the thank you notes, so that was really quite oh, wonderful. Wow. That was the job. Go he, Bob. That was the job he wanted, so he wrote really? all the wedding. He wrote all the wedding thank yous, so that was really wonderful. Wow. Yeah. Um, He's a very efficient guy. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. He when, didn't drag his feet on that. No. No. One <laughs> one thing that I worried a lot about was getting a wedding dress. Um, I should tell the listeners that this was my first wedding, my first time getting married, and I was 64, so I had waited a pretty long time. So I called around and um, I said to the wedding shop, you know, I really, at this age, I can't look like a cupcake. I all feel really embarrassed and I don't want to look stupid. And do you have something that would be suitable for somebody my age? And the lady said, oh, yeah, come in. Don't, you know, don't worry about that. And 
of course, then it comes out like I'm the oldest bride they ever had, and and the and the lady who did the the alterations, wonderful lady, but she said, I don't think I've ever had a bride this old, and I was like, Thank oh, you. Gee, uh, that, that, that's nice. And I, we had a lot of comments where people said to me oh my gosh, you're getting married? Well, that means that there's hope for me. Like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. And it was sort of like, well, I don't know. I'm not in charge of that. But uh, <laughs> I hope there's hope for you. Uh, I'm not sure what the connection is, yeah. but uh, that we got a lot of that. And uh, But mainly people were just really, really happy for us. Yeah. Now, the planning, of course, we, we went to a local place for... Um, cakes and yeah. the name of it is Hanson's and they worked with us we thought because our colors were yellow and blue that that's what we wanted and he said this is not a UCLA booster event and you know <laughs> choose one or the other because right. it's going to look really bad otherwise so they <laughs> you know, they were they were great and we went there and of course um the place where I got the dress was called Bella Curva because if you're not a size 8 or 10 or something, it's harder to get a dress that doesn't make you look like a cupcake. But it worked out <laughs> fine. What and kind of style did you end up going for? I had a A-line dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a long dress, not a long train. And I just, every time I tried on a veil, I started laughing. So uh, there was no veil for me. Um, <laughs> you just thought it looked silly on you? <clears throat> it yeah. did. It did. Um, it reminded me of when we were little girls and we would dress up our dolls as brides. Right. And, you know, they didn't often look really good either. So <laughs> <laughs> I like baby Nancy being like fashion critic. Yes. Like, no, it's not a look this for really, you. No. No, no, <laughs> you could look better than this. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. So that was the, the dress place. Yeah. Love so it. we had the dress place, the cake place. Uh, we found a photographer that somebody recommended who specialized uh, in lighting. And that was important because where we were outside had a lot of greenery and flowers, and mm-hmm. they used a lot of the different um, lightings. And that was Laura Turner's, and okay. she was wonderful. Yeah. A lovely lady. She helped set up the wedding uh, before we got there, putting out favors and yeah. all that. And um just a nice person uh we got the band from where we worked they had played there before so they just came back and played and that worked and and of course the food was made by where we worked so uh, that all worked fine and and then the invitations we found a a lady did you do photos um in between the ceremony and the and the reception or what did you end up doing because you had really beautiful photos in the photo album yeah we um we did some before we did some after the ceremony uh not a lot uh because we needed to get back to all those people yeah yeah and we did all the family ones first before the ceremony so that people wouldn't be pulled away and yeah you got to wrangle everybody early Mm -hmm. yeah that's smart (laughs) right (laughs) and because there were so many of them on top of it it, yeah it had to happen yeah Yeah. i think we are ready to ask the two questions yes pammy i get to ask yes what was the best and what was the worst part of the whole wedding process Mm -hmm. i really think the best was the wedding day it was just better than I ever could have imagined. And um, 
the worst <laughs> was we started late. Uh, we started the wedding late. But everything else in between, we had a lot of showers, and um, I had to learn it was okay to feel good about that. Uh, oh, the thing of people gifting yes. you? Yes. It's weird. It, it is, is weird. weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird. and You just have to go with it. And we had um, two showers and a pre-wedding party and a dinner, which was a lot. But as my cousin said, you've been to so many of our things, we should actually just buy you a Rolls Royce and forget <laughs> you know, all the things you had to buy all of us. So, uh, so I think kind of getting in touch with your own emotion is good, mm -hmm. yeah. um, but it's also difficult. So that's a lot of answers. No, those are good answers. <laughs> Sorry. Doesn't Pam have the cutest sneeze you've ever heard? God bless you, I mean, Pam. what an adorable sneeze. It, I'm so annoyed because mine is really not. <laughs> you guys ready to get to confessionals? Let's yes. do it. Yeah. Pamela, mm -hmm. number one, yes. you want to go? Ready. Okay. Dear Wedding Confessionals, this will be one for Pam to read. Sorry, Brooke. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I am planning a wedding and I'm struggle struggling to figure out how to involve parents in the ceremony as there are complicated family dynamics. My, fa my fiance's parents divorced and both remarried when he was quite young. So he was raised by step-parents on both sides. His stepmom, however, was always more of a parent than his stepdad, and his birth mom was sometimes a bit of a disaster as well. That has always been a sore point in his family with his mom, both out of jealousy over his stepmom because, and because her spouse wasn't as beloved as his father's spouse. My parents are also divorced, and my mom is remarried, but much more recently. Uh, he didn't raise me or anything. So here's my dilemma. I want to incorporate my religious beliefs into a ceremony involving symbolic gifts from the four directions and four elements, a plant to symbolize putting down roots on solid ground, a candle from fire to keep the spark alive, etc. I would love for each parent to bring one of the four to bless our marriage, but I don't want to leave anyone out or cause any hurt feelings. Do his dad and stepmom come together? She was just as much a parent as his father was, but if so, I would have to involve his mom and her husband as well. And if I do that, do I have to include my mom and her new husband? I like him and all, but I don't want my dad to be the only one without a partner because I know he's sensitive about my mom having remarried while he is still alone. Do you have any tips as to how I include our parents without hurting anyone's feelings from stress about the steps? This feels like a topic that we've covered before about having to deal with family and how to incorporate them into weddings. I think that's pretty common. Yeah. But I think it's good to reiterate, especially when people have complicated stuff. And this is, this is super complicated. No, I don't think so. I think it's, well, I think she's overcomplicating it. Oh, Nancy. I have to agree with Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke <laughs> well uh, here I will be devil's advocate can you let Ruth yeah. back in who left a minute ago hi Ruth Come on. just leave the curl cracked I guess um so what I think is it's gotta be weird to deal with some parents or some people in your life that you're super duper close with and some that you aren't at all 
during what you feel like is a symbolically a very like important moment in your life. But I don't know. I can see feeling weird about having this fake moment with somebody who you have either complicated or like not much of a relationship with just for the sake of symbolism of like, well, I guess you're technically my stepdad. So come here and do this weird family thing with me, even though I've known you for two years. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? But I don't think they need to be involved. That's that's my opinion. It is you have two parents. And whether there's step have been involved, it's not like they're not being invited to the wedding. But if you're having this special thing, you have you have a, a mom and a dad in this situation. And I think that it should just be the four parents. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I thought you were gonna go more towards just put everybody in. Everybody who's a mom or a stepdad, boom, push no. them all in. Nope. Nancy? Well, I have to disagree with you, Pam. No. Right. <laughs> this is yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 I think you include them, all of them, because they're all going to be in your life for a long time. And um, it's not about a fake moment. It's, you don't need this drama. There's plenty of other drama that goes on with weddings. So find a way to include them. And maybe it's not the four symbols. Maybe it's something else. But the most important part, I think, is that you talk to them before the wedding and say, here's what I'm struggling with. You know, what do you think? How do you feel? What do you want to do? And see if you can't find a happy medium. And even though you may not, the bride gets to win. So whatever she wants to do, that's what the end up is going to be. Just do what you want to do. It's your wedding. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Or the other end of it is just placate everyone to minimize fighting. I don't know. Is the mom nuts? Well, I mean, the thing is, is a step parent can't argue with the parents. Like that is the mom. That is the dad. So it's not like I said, it's not like they're not invited to the wedding. They're there. They're there the whole day. But if there's this one symbolic thing where there's four four elements and you have four parents then that's like your four people like I don't think that there needs to but I think that there's a step parent that the fiance I think it's her TBD to be husband right her fiance's fiance's stepmother is closer than he is to his actual mom is that what they're saying yes but She's no, uh, <laughs> she's she's been the stepmom for a while, so she knows the mom, yeah. and her antics. So she'll she'll know how to navigate. She's learned how to do it. That's but she knows true. the rela- relationship between her and her stepson. I don't think she needs to be a part of a ceremony, you know, just to feel in- included. Like she knows if they're close, then they're close, and her not coming up at that moment of a ceremony is not going to change their relationship. That's true. And there's potential for them to do something else in the ceremony or reception to sort of recognize that you have a special bond with them. Yeah. Right. Like either do a reading or somewhere where they're incorporated. Or part of the first dance, he dances with his mom and with her. Like there's other ways to to bring that in. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So in the end, we think go with your gut. Yes. Whatever you want. But talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Have the conversation. Yeah. yeah, this should not be a surprise. <laughs> yes. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And also, there's a good chance that maybe one of them, like, you're worried that you're hurting their feelings. And honestly, they're just they're like, it's fine. Whatever I don't you need want. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. usually you're a reasonable person anyway is going to be like, whatever. I'm pretty sure the stepdad that just came into your life recently is really not in a rude way, but he's not going to care. 
You know what I mean? Like he's just gonna be like, yeah, I don't want to have this awkward thing. Like we're not that tight. I don't want to insert myself into your wedding. Yeah, I will be there. I will be supportive. I'm part of your newer family member, and I will, you know, show up and support. But I don't need to be on stage. Yes. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, also, I think it's really great that both of you have come from kind of complicated backgrounds with your family. And that you're still like, I'm giving marriage a try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people who come from these sort of backgrounds are just a little jaded and it can be really hard to overcome that mm-hmm. to see for your own life. But I like that both of you have seen all these different versions of what marriage can be and are like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yeah. I think they're going to be fine. Fingers crossed. Yes. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah. What you choose. Okay. Number two. Yep. Okay. Pick your up. Dear Wedding Confessionals, help! My wedding was three weeks ago and I can't let something go. It's causing me sincere anxiety. Here's the thing. Eight people who RSVP'd just didn't show up to our wedding or reception. None let us know beforehand that they weren't coming. I'm still mad, but I'm not sure if I should say anything or what I should do. A couple people were plus ones. Some were second cousins and others were family members who were notoriously flaky. We ate all the food and drank all the alcohol ordered, but I'm still mad. What do I do? The one that irritates me the most is that my maid of honor's partner didn't show up. I fear it's going to be really awkward the next time we see him. I need all of the advice from how do I let go of a grudge? Mm, I love I love a grudge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm very stubborn, so (laughs) you're asking the worst people. (laughs) Nancy, maybe you should do this one. (laughs) Over time I've gotten better, but man, there are some years in there. I'll hold it hard. Okay, so what I would say about this is... Nancy, please guide us. As as time goes on, it becomes less and less important. And you will find in life that there will be many activities people RSVP to and don't show up. I think it's only, only eight. I was thinking... That's great. <laughs> you know, you know I, I can show you other activities where, you know, 20, 30 people didn't show up. So um, it's not worth it. It's not worth being anxious about it or upset. And, you know, as far as your maid of honor's significant other not coming, I imagine that would be a significant conversation for them. But you don't have to get mm-hmm. in it. That's a good point. Yeah, it makes me think he might not be in the picture for much longer. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the things that we've kind of hit on a couple times is that when planning a wedding and when bigger things are happening in your life, all of the people around you, you want them to magically become better versions of themselves. You know, if you have like a mean mom, you want her to be nicer. If you have a flaky relative, you want them to show up. Even you wrote, they're notoriously flaky. Yes. This is on brand. Yes. This is who they are. <laughs> so with those ones, this is just what you signed up for. You had to know when you invited them that this might happen. Shockingly, look what happened. The other thing I will say is that, you know, you seem like a person that is like a little bit of a fiery, you know, personality, Mm -hmm. which like, hey, I can relate. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Is that, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little polite ribbing. You don't have, to, I th- and that yeah. can sort of alleviate all of your own pressure. Yeah. That boyfriend or whatever, the partner of the, the maid of honor, is that what it was? Yeah. 
oh, feel free to be like, oh, so nice finally seeing you. I would be fine poking a little bit, making a joke, and just let, let it, go it go after that. You yep. can do it once, and then you got to let it go. Yep. But if you want to do it once to every single person on this list, just to remind them, they're like, I know you did this, fine. But after that, you got to let it go. Unfortunately. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it, that kind of like, and, and you got, to, it a little and you got to ran it to yeah. us. You got to let it out of your system a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like you said, as time goes on, you won't like, you know what I mean? You might remember, but it will become less severe. It will become less annoying. It will be this fun thing that you'll look back and be like, ugh, those idiots. Also, in reading this, in the back of my head, because, you know, wedding planning and everything, you said that you ate all the food and drank uh, all the alcohol. What if those eight people were there? (laughs) We not have enough food or alcohol? Maybe it was a good thing that eight people didn't show up. Then you still had enough for everybody. Nancy almost ran out of cake. I know. Well, it (laughs) it also frees you up in the future uh, around events these people have. Well, that's a great point. Yes. Wait, are you saying that she would RSVP and then just not show up to something of theirs? Well, that's a possibility. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Sneaky. Wow. Sneaky. She started off giving you advice that was very zen and let it go. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, it's like sneak attack. (laughs) I love that advice. It's sneaky. No, no, I'm not saying you could do that, but you have that in your arsenal. Yes. So that might allow you to let go of the grudge. No, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some people are dummies. And they don't, and you know what? Also, a lot of these people, I'm sure the ones that aren't planners to begin with, so they don't know how don't frustrating know. it is when these things happen. Yep. It just doesn't even occur to them how rude this is. Or the expense or yeah. a whole lot of things. The yeah. coordination. They probably yeah. just don't have the experience. So they're just ignorant of how annoying slash hurtful it can be. Yep. Some people are dummies. And some people don't know. Until you've actually gone through the wedding process, yes. you don't get it. I mean, you might be like, oh, yeah, I get it. But no, you don't get it until you've gone through it. It's hard. Yeah. Stressful. Yeah. Um, All of it. Yes. And and I'm sure you are one of these people that always RSVP correctly and then act according to what you RSVP'd. And that makes you a really good person. Yes. And you have to lead by example. Yes. <laughs> Number three? Yes. Okay. Okay, I was in a friend's wedding. Uh, We all needed to complete duties and had to put deposits down. She had to put deposits down for her own wedding around the time of the wedding that she was participating in. And she wants to be able to give a gift, um, and the bride and groom mostly only wanted money. And her plan is to give the gift a little later. And she says, how can I do this without seeming like it was an afterthought or that I didn't want to but felt guilty about hearing about other gifts from is it better late than never? Hmm. Okay. So she wants to send the gift a little late. I think it's okay. I think it's fine. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's money's money. You know, yeah. gifts are gifts. You give what you can. You give when you can. Yeah. And Emily Post says you have a year. Yes. Emily Post says you have a year you since do have past a year. the wedding date. And a lot of times people send it after. Yeah, they do. Um, I, You know, some people wait to see what other people have already taken off a registry 
or just want to, you know, give to like a honeymoon fund or if they're building a house or like, you know, whatever sort of thing. I think it's fine. I think as long as it's within the calendar year and it comes with a nice note, you know, people don't have weddings to collect debts. <laughs> no. Right? Yeah. And don't feel guilty. No. It, you know, it's not an afterthought. Like Brooke said, you do have a year. So, so you're, you're fine. Here's something that we uh, ended up having to do. Um, we gave the bride and groom a nice card, and then um, maybe six months later, we had them over for dinner, and we made them like a little wedding cake and a nice dinner, and we gave them their present then. And it was really fun because it was like having uh, our own special wedding moment with them. Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. I like so that if you're a lot. giving it late and you feel a little guilty, make it kind of a special occasion. Take yes. them out to dinner or have them over and then give them the gift in person and make it special. And it was it was really fun for them and fun for us. And we didn't feel guilty. It had to happen that way. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And also, it's yeah. kind of a way to sort of reconnect and kind of, you know, connect with them and see maybe well, they've gotten the pictures back. And, weddings you know. are such a blur. So yeah. it is nice to be able to spend that time and then maybe talk about the evening because you don't get to spend that time with people individually at a wedding. So I like that idea a lot. Actually. Yeah, that's a good idea. And this lady um, is also getting married so they can have like a post wedding celebration for both of them yeah there you go yeah i like that that sounds like fun nancy's planning it yep, i like nancy's it he's planning yes <laughs> i'm gonna crash it perfect okay. pam rsvp'd but didn't show up you know why typical yeah she just really... she's getting back at you yeah sometimes you rsvp and then afterwards you're regretful that you said yes oh, i know yeah there are definitely times in your sweatpants and on the couch and you're I like know. i don't want to get up Right? <laughs> Some days you're just, you were excited for whatever the event yes. was. And then the day yeah. of, you're like, oh, it's today. I don't know. I could really go for a nap. <laughs> they won't, they won't miss me anyway. They won't notice. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. They, <laughs> they notice. Yeah. Um, so that's all of our that's confessionals. It. Yeah. On to bridal breaks. Yeah. Yeah. So bridal breaks for any of our new listeners are suggestions we give not only to brides, but to anyone hoping to plan a wedding of fun things that have nothing to do with weddings that nothing. you just enjoy your life. Yes. So, Take a break. Yes. I usually do something kind of pop culture. Pammy usually does a fun cocktail. Mm -hmm. and she smiles. And our guest, <laughs> who knows? They go it's everywhere. Always a surprise. That's part of the fun. Yes. I don't like to rein them in. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Pammy, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so, recently, I was um, at a party, and this is not necessarily my type of cocktail, I'm going to admit, because we all know I like sweet cocktails. Oh, this isn't sweet. It's not. Um but this was one that my husband was really drawn to the other night. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this one because it's it's a classic. And um, and you can't go wrong with the Manhattan. Just a, just a straight up, no fanciness involved. Just a straight up classic Manhattan, um, which happens to be... Um, whiskey? Whiskey. Wait, let's see if I got it memorized back from when I was a bartender. Kay. You ready? Yes. Whiskey. Yep. Sweet vermouth. Yep. Bitters. Yep. Um, uh, shaken in a rock and then and then strained into an up. And? A cherry. There you go. Boom. She's got it. Yeah. She's still got it. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> I had to make, I had a one person at this, I, we, I worked at a bar that was, it was a bar restaurant, but I was a bartender and it was near Wall Street. How much is that a Wall Street drink? Just like. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, ritzy dude coming in after dinner, after work to get a drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of Manhattan. Manhattan <laughs> in Manhattan. Yeah, in Manhattan. <laughs> so funny. Um, uh, Nancy, what is your bridal break for the week? Go to the movies. Yes, I Go like to the that. movies. You know, get outside of yourself and just enjoy yourself and take your best friend with you. Oh, I like that a lot. I do too. Also, it's like there's always something fun to see. And even if the movie kind of sucks, there's popcorn and there's the experience and there's the previews. Yeah, right. It's just taking a moment away and you can't sit there and and think about the wedding while you're being entertained for two hours. Yes. I like it. Take a break from your life. (laughs) Um, I wanted to give one that uh, my bridal break for the week um, is sort of a little pop culture. It's kind of interesting. I saw this thing on Twitter and I started learning more about it. I also think it's a good thing to throw out now because this is going to release not in time for Hanukkah, but still in time for Christmas as a gift option. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm sort of a nerd and I love history. Yes. Um, there's this company called Letter Joy. And um, the way Letter Joy, what their little pitch line is, receive one legendary historic letter every week, reproduced on fine cotton paper and mailed with a real stamp. So the idea is you sign up for this this service. Usually mm-hmm. it's people give it as a gift or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm honestly thinking about doing it for myself. <laughs> but it is historic letters. So it's either like a general writing somebody about like some war or um, if you look on Twitter, they have examples of them. Letters from Abraham Lincoln, um, Albert Einstein, Kurt Vonnegut. What? Yeah, and the and it's actual real letters that they're reproducing and sending out, but it's usually historical dates or historical moments, mm-hmm. and these like really legendary people and what actually was happening in a very like finite like specific moment. Wow, and I think it's kind of a fun gift because it's a one that kind of keeps giving because it ke- you can get it I think in like three months or six months packages. Sure. So it's one of those gifts that will keep month. popping up. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like it's you know it's almost like a, a sort of like I like you know if you get a magazine or whatever. It's just something that kind of gets half of your mail is bills or just junk. Yeah. So it's nice to get something that you actually would enjoy. Something fun. And I feel like everyone's always kind of scrambling to find a gift, and that seems like a good gift for anybody in your life. This yeah. feels very dad. This feels very history major. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? That's sort of, so it's called Letter Joy. I like oh, it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Letter Joy. That's my Cute. bridal break of the week. Um, and that is it. That's it. Nancy. Thank, thank you, you so much. <laughs> thank for you. Making the long commute. <laughs> it was tough, but you made it. I made it. Traffic was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Do you want to promote anything? You want to promote your husband's podcast? You know, I'm pretty sure he will do that himself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him do it himself. All I right. Like it. We do have to promote our podcast. I know. That's true. <laughs> um, we were ready to promote our podcast. Yeah, Tammy? let's do it. Okay. We um, like to inform the listeners all about our podcast mm-hmm. in the form of a quiz, which we give to Pam. She is somewhat successful. Yeah. You have been the co-host of this podcast for 88 episodes. Yes, it's true. Yet... You're not going to get 100% on this. I know. <laughs> not even sure about 25 today. I make it very difficult. It's not your fault. But you do pretty well in the first half. Sometimes. You ready? I'm not feeling strong today. <laughs> 
Okay, Pammy. Yeah. Um, uh, you can find more about our podcast on our website. What is it called? Weddingconfessionals.com. From there, there's you can find show notes for all the details mm-hmm. of the shows. Yeah. Um, find fun pictures of the dog. Um, <laughs> really? There's also connections to all of our social media yes. sites. Where are we on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Yes. You can also um, send us your confessionals. Yes. We love them. We Keep read them, them. We read them on the air. Yes. We love your gossip. We love your drama. <laughs> Every time it comes in, it's a thrill. Yes. <laughs> um, there are three different ways that you can send us your confessionals. Um, one is an email address, which is weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Okay, this is where we started to struggle. <laughs> we have a phone number where you can leave a voicemail. We will transcribe it. We'll never use your voice. Mm-hmm. We change the names mm-hmm. to protect the innocent. Um, what is that phone number, Pam? Four three four. Yes. Nine three three. Yes. Oh crap! <laughs> You've never. This is far. This I is know. always your roadblock. Six Or you can um, submit your confessional via our website, which again is weddingconfessionals.com. From there, you click on the tab that says tell us your secret. Yes. And then it's a form. No email address, no, no phone number. Just whatever name you want, and then type in what's Which going on. Which are usually on. really funny. I know. They're very clever. You guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> and then hit send. Yes. Um, and then you get to listen to us talk about you on the air, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, um, please go to iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, if that's how you're listening, and hit subscribe. Yes. And also give us how many stars? Five stars. Five stars. Yes. And leave us uh, a review, which also is a good time for you guys to get hilarious. Yes. People are funny. They are funny. I like our listeners. I do too. <laughs> um, besides Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Pam, mm-hmm. we are on a couple of different podcasts. Couple. Provi- you know what? We're we're places. Yes. I'm trying to get us out to the people, Pam. I know. It's only right now that you don't like that. Mostly you <laughs> like it. It's only in this moment where you're a little it's bit true. annoyed. Yes. Okay, Pamela, besides mm-hmm. Apple Podcast in alphabetical order for my convenience, mm-hmm. <laughs> where can you find our <laughs> podcast? Castbox, yes. Castro, yes. Downcast, yep. Google Play, uh huh. Um, iHeartRadio, yes. Um, where are we? Into the P's. You're at iHeartRadio. You're at the eyes. Well, I know, but then it goes. Oh, mm. there's one in between before yes, we start P. Not under, but overcast. Yep. Now we're in the P's. Podcast addict. <laughs> Player FM. Player FM. Pocket Cast. Pod Bean. Pod Paradise. Pod Tail. Podcast Addict. Podcast Land. Podcast Republic. Radio Public. Spotify. Stitcher Radio. And YouTube. Wee. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> um, you will be taught one day. <laughs> or Someday. not. It's kind of fun. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, that is it. <laughs> Nancy, thank you so much. Thank you both. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song. And David Kantrowitz for our fantastic logo. And Ramsey Millette and Brian Maylard for their technical support. If you want to learn more about our show, where you got to go, Pam? Check out our website, weddingconfessionals.com. That's it, girl. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.